and welcome to another episode of Who Gives a Hoot. I got Riley. Hello. Riley's here. Back from COVID. Back from COVID. Um, fully vaccinated and back from COVID. Fully vaccinated and fully boosted. Still got it. Question. What? Where, where is COVID? I don't know. Okay. Everywhere. That's a dead <laughs> <laughs> But I would like to say... The being fully vaccinated and being fully boosted made the experience so much better than it could have been. I, all I did was just lay in bed with some aches for a little while. Didn't have to go to a hospital, didn't get on a ventilator. Yeah. Good job, Riley. <laughs> Way not to die. Proud of you. <laughs> and Ryan wearing his Colm Captain President Coach hat. Just just call me Baumgart. We'll call you Baumgart. Yeah. You know, I'll, uh, well, Kyle probably listens to this, so and and I think um, Tyler listens occasionally. So there's a couple Colin fans that are listening right now. Not Derek Ray. Which Even Derek, though this is an AFC Ajax podcast. Yeah, I'll, I, I should send this to Derek Ray and be like, hey, Derek Ray. You and Derek Ray buddies now? Uh, Derek Ray is a huge Colin fan. Oh, I knew that. Yeah. But... No, I'm not friends with Derek Ray at all. <laughs> that's, just a, that's just a pipe dream, right? <laughs> Don't take it away from hey, me. Hey, I've seen him interacting on Twitter with some people from Omaha, so. Yeah, he's good. Yeah. Anyway, this is not a Derek Ray pod either. It's not. <laughs> but I'll give him love. But um, this is the last podcast of 2021. God willing. We were recording this on December 30th. Hey, Riley, you don't have anything going on tomorrow, do you? I got a lot going on, but not, not until like 2 p.m., so we're good. All right. All, All right, right, there we go. So um, we got some news. Yeah, where do you want to start? Well, should we start in order, or do you want to start with the really fun stuff? Let's start with the really fun stuff. Yeah, uh, Devin Boyce, goal of the year. From a playoff... He's here, he's there, he's he's every... every, Yes, he said it. There were a few goals this year that we we hit in. Even Toby's uh, free kick, where I was like... Oh man, that's up for that has to be up for goal of the year. Well, and then Devin Firmino's made uh, Sports Center, didn't? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it did. did. It was number seven on top ten. I mean, we even had a goalie assist goal. The goal itself wasn't exactly like, but it's a goalie assist. And but Devin's volley, and oh my god! I don't think we, I don't think we even on the berm realized how special it was in the moment until like we got on our phones and saw the replay, and we're like, oh, because it was on the other end. Oh, I so missed, like, I completely missed it. I mean, I was there for the whole thing, but like we we're looking at it from you know directly behind it right. versus off to the side, and yeah, the incredible goal. <laughs> it was amazing. I... Although I will say, I think that uh, Dami's goal uh, off his left foot when he cut in and it went between the two defenders yeah. off the goalkeeper and in that that to me is got to be up there. Well, they should hold like Union Omaha should hold a mini uh, vote for. The best Dami goal of the season, <laughs> yeah. Because he uh, he did like everyone was a banger pretty much, right? Like that's all he did. Yeah, he didn't really have any tap ins, did he? No, I mean he's a defender, scoring bangers slash winger constantly. <laughs> um, something I don't think it's and I think Devin would agree with this statement. Something that doesn't get said about Devin a lot, but he he was very humble about the winning. Even said that he threw some votes at the uh, Toronto FC2 player uh, towards his goal. So I was pretty pretty cool of Devin. Uh, no, it was really nice for throwing votes to a team that's no longer in the league. That's true. It was nice of them to throw. That was uh, uh, Lorenzo Insigne, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if that guy ends up on CFC2, he's really taking him to his day. I don't think he'll get many Italian uh, team call-ups after that one. <laughs> No, uh, 
Devin's goal, fantastic. Great way to end the season. Beautiful. Um, great way to end the year with him getting goal of the year. Yeah. Um, great for him going forward. It's also pretty amazing that a goal, one of six in a match, you know, because sometimes even amazing goals when a team wins that lar- like that many goals, mm-hmm. sometimes those goals get overshadowed because it's like, oh, yeah, you scored six goals, so obviously the other team yeah, wasn't, wasn't playing really great or it wasn't up to snuff or whatever, but it's like you, that was just a class goal. I, I mean, when you're looking at save of the year where – <laughs> You've got Union Omaha versus Union Omaha in the first round of the, the bracket. And save of the year, you have Rice versus Rice versus Rice versus Rice. <laughs> that was very yeah. true. Like, uh, saying something that, that Boyce got yeah. enough votes there. Um, and honestly, it, it was an impactful goal on the season. It was fantastic mm-hmm. to watch, fantastic to watch and replay. Uh, congratulations, that, boys. Was that our third that game? Um, Second. I want to say it was like the fourth, honestly. Because it was, it was later in the Jesus. game. I don't know. There were so many damn goals scored in that Yeah. That was a great night. That was I, a very <laughs> fun night, yeah. Um, do we want to move on to our five re-signings, I guess, technically? Yeah. So um, we got to correct the league first off. Because the league decided that DK Dalton Knudsen, Knudsen, <laughs> sorry, Knudsen, Knudsen. Uh, but they, they decided that Dalton's only played for uh, Omaha for one season, where he was instrumental in us making the final in the first season. Yeah. So uh, Dalton coming back for season three. What do you guys think? Excited about that? Oh my god! Yeah, I, I yeah. love that dude to death. Dalton Knudsen is like Union Omaha through and through at this point. At least for us. I can't speak for him, but for us. Uh, Dalton has been instrumental in our back line for two seasons where we've made the final both seasons. He has been great with the community. He's been fantastic through and through on and off the pitch uh, in building this this team from ground up. Yeah, it's really great for Camille's boyfriend to stick around so she can hang out with us more. Yeah, no, no, she's great on, uh, on our Sunday league. Yeah. Um, but we also have a few more on that. Um, we had a goalkeeper signing. We did. Signing. Uh, Not Ke- who we thought it was going to be. Well, honestly, <laughs> Kevin Piedrahita, yeah, who is a veteran goalkeeper, uh, played 10 seasons in the Colombian. Something like that. Yeah, he was there a long time. Yeah, like Colombian first tier. Um, has the chops to be a starting goalkeeper anywhere. Started four or five matches, acquitted himself very well. Uh, let in a couple goals, but... That honest... save he made in, two, in Tucson, though? Uh, oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, I think Kevin being back is a great start to us having another fantastic season. I know we're not starting or talking about rumors yet, but if Shido does not resign for some reason, I feel very confident having Kevin be our starting keeper. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There, there's no doubt about it. I mean, just even listening to him from the Sporting Kansas City 2 friendly mm-hmm. to the end of the season and his communication with the back line and the improvement just in that time frame, you can tell the guy's a total pro. Well, and we've talked about it in this podcast uh, throughout the season. 
the level he brought uh, to the training room, uh, to the locker room, and bringing Shido to that next level, Absolutely. and Shido being Golden Glove for the year. Yeah. Like, I don't think Shido would have been there this year if not for Kevin. So Yeah, I mean, it's, it's the... Old uh, old talking point for most sports teams, which is competition is generally what breeds the excellence. And so, not that Sam wasn't a uh, wasn't competition for Rashid, but I think that Kevin just brought that extra element, that extra gear to it. I mean, I loved having Sam here. Sam, fantastic. Um, but that first season was very much a signing of necessity. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You gotta have depth. Yeah. Yep. Um, Connor Doyle huh. uh, Featured on our last podcast Connor Doyle back uh, English championship experience uh, Creighton experience with Jay Knowing Jay And his propensity to give the armband To to a veteran player If Sosa's not back Is Connor Doyle our captain next season? I, I would say yes uh, Connor did assume the armband a number of times throughout the season when Sosa got subbed off or Sosa wasn't starting. Uh, Connor showed serious leadership out there. He it really helped our midfield uh, mature. Mm -hmm. We had a lot of young guys, a lot of guys out of college in 2020, Connor coming in. um, And no knocks on Sebas. um, Sebas Contreras in 2020. Having someone who's Spoke English as a first language in the midfield as a veteran. I think definitely helped. Sebas was a great leader out there um, and has been doing some amazing things since Union Omaha. But Connor Doyle, MLS experience, championship experience, USL championship, and uh, I guess Chattanooga experience. Uh, Yeah, they're like what? NISA? (laughs) <laughs> no, um, generate generate more heat from their no lights. Um, the other thing, you know, we talked to Connor a little bit after we recorded. We kind of hung out with them for a little bit longer, and you know, one of the things Connor really emphasized was how much uh, we we asked him about becoming a coach at some point. And one of the things he emphasized was Jay kind of let him do that on the field a little bit. And he, one of the things that excited him about being part of Union Omaha was he was teaching some of these young midfielders things. He brought up Yoskar, he brought up even some like Toby, some of those other guys, and how things that he would tell them early in the season and keep repeating. By the end of the season, they were doing those things and they were trying those things, and you could kind of see him light up a little bit, like, "Wow, that thing I taught them then actually manifested itself during a game." Um, and I, I just think that that that's the other side of Connor that is good is. He has the veteran experience, but he also seems to want to be that coach. And that's a good way to start, is be that coach on the field and eventually move into that role. And he's pursuing his next level um, education at Bellevue Bellevue. through that wonderful partnership that Union Omaha started um, for USL with Bellevue University. So, I mean, that's that's huge there. But... Happy to have him back. Yeah, fa- fantastic re-signing. Um, really great to have Connor here again. I do want to bring up the somebody else in the midfield um, who still owes me a 25-yard goal. Where's he at now? I just saw a post that they're going. Was he going to New York? He's going to New York. Son of a bitch. Um, 
I, I believe he's going to be there for uh, what? What are they? Is it Dick Clark's New Year's Rockin' Eve? Oh, that's, or? it's Ryan Seacrest. Oh, Ryan Seacrest is doing it now. Yeah, he took it over. Um, is so, Dick Clark still alive? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure Dick Clark died in the early 2000s. Um, but, somebody uh, can fact check us on that. Hey, I have uh, a question. JP Skears. Can we, can we do a new bet with JP that if he doesn't score a 25-yard goal, he has to buy you a case of beer? I mean, <laughs> I, I'd like to see Union Omaha and, in general, USL1 players get paid more so they can afford uh, buying me a case of beer I every mean, now and again. It could be Bush Lattes. That's the beer of Iowa. Yeah, but you know me and Bush Lattes. Uh, yeah. We don't agree. Yeah, they don't agree with a lot of people. <laughs> Dick Clark died in 2012. Okay. Whoa. Yeah, I was a little off, but yeah. Pretty sure they were still calling it that, like, two years ago. Pretty sure next year they're going to do some big <laughs> tribute to him for ten years after he died. I I don't know. How I, did this just become a Dick Clark podcast? <laughs> I, I, I don't stay up that late. But JP back. Um, JP has shown significant improvement since signing with Absolutely. Union Omaha. Um He was our number one goal scorer in the preseason. Yep. He got them all out of the way. That was the bad part. Yeah. Uh, he did put himself into a good position of being a very versatile midfielder yep. for us. Uh, he's got that great head. Um, he's got some great ups there. Absolutely. Not necessarily the tallest player out there, but he can win a header yeah. from anywhere, which is something that has been instrumental since day well, one of him joining Union Omaha. And having him and Connor back in that center... Not knowing who else they're going to bring back yet, but you know Connor will be in his second season. They'll be JP's third. He know they know the system, so that's going to give him that leg up. That hopefully he sees the field a lot more. Yeah. Um. You know he's he's been earning that earning that ch- time. Um. Him as a number six is something I'm always happy to see. Yeah. But him in an attacking position as an attacking midfielder is something that I think he's yearning to be. Well, and I think Connor, with age and time, is finding himself falling back more as far not falling back, but position wise falling yeah. back more. In the playoffs, he was last man back a lot of the time. Yeah, so I can see him playing that six role and being the distributor and letting a guy like JP push forward. Yeah, and. I think JP is going to give us uh, another great season. Yeah, um, doing fantastic things and driving us towards another playoff well, I think, season. Was it? I think it was Kyle Reisman on Discord said one of the things he was really happy about was how much of the re-signings were the spine of the team. Yeah, you know, we have center back, we have a goalkeeper, two midfielders. You know, so it's it's really just right up the spine of that team where you build from the middle out. Yeah, yeah you you can find fast guys that want to play wing. Yeah, you know? if if we get Toby back somehow, we have a built-in right back. <laughs> yeah, well, talking about um, the next re-signing, and did I count correctly that this will be, be our, number five? Yeah, number five, Damian Vieira, yeah. who, if he plays a minute for Union Omaha in twenty twenty-two, I will be surprised. That means somebody higher up really messed up evaluating him. Like, yeah, really royally screwed up evaluating Dami. I I think Dami has proven to Union Omaha, the league and American soccer and world soccer as a whole that he is a player to be valued. Well, look uh, at his youth career. I mean, 
Look where you learned how to play. Iowa Western, right? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you know, I mean, when you, you're growing up in Spain. In La Mesa. Yeah, and you go to Barcelona's, you know, you're in their academy system. You're learning, Sorry, Barcelona. Barcelona. Oh, my gosh. And you're learning, and you're learning from that, that setup. Despite what's been happening recently with their financials and all that, it's still a good, a good youth setup for them. I mean, yeah. like even, I mean the thing with Dami is like, he's still getting, like he's getting the media recognition, but he's not getting the like recognition within the sport. Like, uh, what is it, uh, Deportivo? They're like the biggest tabloid magazine, whatever in, in. Uh, Catalonia, they did an article, like a solo article about Dami, uh, like a month ago, I think. That's awesome. Yeah, like he's getting the recognition is there, it's just nobody's like picking up on it for some reason. Well, I, I think they are, but he's under contract with Union Omaha, and I don't know whether or not they're looking to to sell him on, but that would be a huge boost for the club and a huge boost for the league seeing a guy like Dami who comes from a U.S. junior college to a U.S. pro side and then getting into a, a spot with a hopefully top flight. I mean, hell, even a championship spot yeah. wouldn't be a bad move. I, you know, I think the thing, too, with, with Spain and European clubs, and this is something that Jake Edwards talked to us about, too, is our windows are so off with them. That either Dami, whether he stays with us for the first half of the season, then we're losing him halfway through the season, which that's not what we want. Yeah. You don't want to lose. I mean, one of your best players on the team, if not the best player on your team, you lose him halfway through the season. That that could have changed our season this year. Well, I, I think the easiest way to look at where transfer windows hit is bringing uh, Ricky. Uh, Onto the team, yeah, for sure. Because Ricky had to last signing he had was with a fourth or fifth tier Spanish club, yeah. And so we had to wait for that international transfer window, even though he is a U.S. domestic player. That's true. Uh, yeah. Being Puerto Rican, uh, holds that U.S. passport, which is very valuable for a guy. <laughs> it's very valuable for our team because yeah. how many internet we get five? I, I think it's seven. Seven. So you get seven international spots. So have a guy that, and you can buy one from another team, right? You, you can buy a trade. Uh, you can't. They they have to be existing in the league because there's only a certain amount allowed right. for, for the league based on the amount of teams. Yeah, um, which is good. I mean, but Dami being here, uh, being still under contract, I don't know how many more years he has on his contract. That's something Union Omaha is very tight-lipped on. Yeah. J-Mims is very tight-lipped on. Understandable. <laughs> uh, but that being an opportunity to sell on a player, the first opportunity um, that we've really had that seems viable, I, I think is a, a great opportunity for the club, uh, for Omaha soccer as a whole. Yeah. Well, I, I think, you know, MLS has just recently, in the last, what, five years or so, started to see younger players that have broken through, then go and get signed by big European teams. Yeah, Alfonso Davies. Yeah, a, a perfect example. No, it is. Yeah, I know you're a Bayern fan, but it's a perfect <laughs> example. Um, you know, but if USL League One can start selling guys to MLS... Uh, selling guys to second division teams, even in Europe, that that's huge for a third tier American soccer league that has 
next season is going to have 11 teams in it. Yep. I mean, it's, that's just general. And 11 independent teams. Independent clubs, for sure. Well, is Fuego actually going <laughs> to play here? Yeah, they're, yeah. they're in. They got, uh, they got coaching staff and everything. Wow. They got that's their gonna, JMMs. You know, the last I heard, they didn't have any players. Nobody was saying anything. They, they currently have no players signed. However, um, recently found out in the past If week, anyone from the Fuego organization listens to our podcast, I, I didn't say that. Luke Opperman said that. Uh, <laughs> Riley Martin is a Fuego denier. Uh, uh, but their president of the club has been running a podcast since March. Oh, good. So he's in the podcast scene. I really yeah. No, no. Um, that's and, legit. But, Listen, when Fuego was announced, I was real excited. I thought it was super cool. So, I mean, I do want well, them around, obviously. I, I'm really listening to a couple after they announced their, their coaching signings. And they have a very local-based yeah. coaching roster. Um, their head coach has been um, head coach at uh, Fresno Pacific. It's a Mennonite school in NAIA for 20, 30, almost 30 years now. Basically a Fresno legend is what it yeah. turns out to be. I mean, well, he's... Uh, born in Mexico, uh, grew up in the Central Valley, played college there, played professionally, um, and came back and has been a coach. Uh, he was coach of the original Fresno Fuego, yeah. um, the uh, PDA USL2 side that was there for, I, I think he was a coach there for seven years. But as a head coach, that's a great uh, local tie-in yep. to bring in. Um, their assistant coach, who, if you listen to theirs, uh, their podcast. Um, so their president's podcast? Yeah. Hey. Does I mean, he call it the president podcast? No, it, it's... Uh, State I, of the Fuego. It's El... <laughs> State <laughs> of the Fuego. <laughs> State of the Fuego. El, El something. Uh it's, if you go on uh, Anchor um, and search uh, Fuego FC, All right. uh, you can find it. But their last one, which was before he was announced as assistant coach, is with um, Eddie, their their assistant coach, who from the Fresno area, well, <laughs> from from California, um, what somewhere in that state, he he played underneath. Uh, their head coach. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, has been director of one of their premier academies in the area. Okay. And, uh, I mean, hell, he's a bone marrow donor, marathon runner. Uh, like, dude, and per his Twitter, a uh, dancing machine. Oh, huh? Like, well, if I, you have to be a self, uh, self-described self dancing machine, you must be very good. I mean, if you're willing to put that out there, I, I'm expecting some uh, good victory dances from the side if they, if they no win airplanes, a match. No airplanes, though. No airplanes. No, I, I mean, wanna, he's a dancing machine. So I I want to see the, the uh, sprinkler. Ooh, ooh. No, Eddie, Eddie, if you're listening to this, we expect to see the sprinkler. And the shopping cart. Oh. Uh, and I, Ryan's insisting shopping cart and sprinkler. But Eddie, do it. 
Um, their their goalkeeping coach also was on the technical staff for Fresno FC, so, uh, their USLC side. I also know that uh, from Sam and Gianna when they were here, uh, the, the ownership group are friends of theirs. So I would not be what's that? I would not be shocked if uh, if if we see a Sam Howard signing there, especially because uh, wasn't he with OKC? He was with OKC, and OKC is now in hiatus because yeah. of their stadium situation. I wouldn't mind uh, seeing Sam Howard there. Well, we actually have a couple uh, Fresno ties it's uh, true. from 2020 and 2021. Um, Emir played a season with Fresno. Um, yeah, he scared me when he liked that post. I was like, what are you doing, Amir? And it looks like it's okay. He played there once. <laughs> yeah, Whew. no. so Amir, Amir played there. Um, Sam Howard played there. They're, they have the buildings of what could be a very successful side. Um, looking at attendance numbers for times they've hosted uh, Liga Emeki's friendlies there, they've drawn 15,000, 16,000 people. So that's a lot of people. I, I could see Fresno, and sorry to, to draw this off of the this signing news, but definitely could see Fresno being a powerhouse yeah. in, in the league. Um, I'm excited to see what they do. We've, as mentioned, have a couple former players, uh, former maybe future players, um, that have played there. And they've described Fresno as a great place to play soccer. Um, I, I think that you might like Fresno more than I like Greenville. Um, I'm not. That's a, impossible. He didn't join a supporters group. I didn't Fresno. join any <laughs> supporters group. Liar. Uh, yeah, just, just so everyone knows, we do have a member of the Greenville Riot on this oh podcast. Uh, <laughs> I didn't join any supporters group other than Omaha. It's Park. not even Remy. That's a sad part. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Fresno does, and, and this gets into the schedule. Yeah, I was um, going to say, let's bring up the schedule. Um, 30 games. 30 games. Uh, each team plays every other team three times. I love it. It. It's a good balance of home versus away. Half the league you play two away, one home. Half the team or half the league you play two home, one away. For for an eleven league or eleven team league, that's the best they could have come up with. Yeah, I I know there's been some some grumblings about the schedule, and of course, playing where we play, we're gonna have these, especially early in the season, these long stints of being on the road. Um, you know, I, I think that we we have to continue to remember we're not a European side. And so the things that happen in Europe where the league champion gets the first home game and all this stuff, that stuff's not, just not going to happen right now because this league is not old enough to worry about that stuff. This league has to just make the schedule the best they can based off of the teams that are there and their availability with where they play. Well, with uh, NoCo Hailstorm, uh, coming in, that the other team closest to us than uh, I think they're four or five miles further. If you do Google Maps from Omaha to uh, Greeley, Colorado, where they play, they they're building a brand new soccer baseball specific stadium. <laughs> they also are owned by baseball owners, right? They they are. Yeah. Um, they own the what were the Orem 
uh, Utah Orem Owls. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And they will be the uh, North Colorado Owls uh, for their baseball side. So Wow. So, hey, uh, so this, <laughs> we asked him some Twitter questions. Um, Ed Fox gave us uh, sent one out. I think talking about the schedule is a good time to ask this one. What do you think the best road game will be next season? So I, I personally, not just because it's a new, but I just love going to Colorado. I think going to Colorado is going to be one of the best ones. I'm going to stand by Greenville. It's That's not fair. not the one we're going to get the most fans at, but those are always the most entertaining. That's right. Uh, I love being down in Greenville. And it's a great city. Getting the, all of their high school. Riley uh, would know he's a member of the right. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, Riley was down there with me. Yeah. And we got 200 high schoolers. <laughs> uh, to start chanting Union Omaha chants against the Greenville Triumph. See, that'll be just even easier in Colorado because half of them will be high. <laughs> Hopefully not their high schoolers. <laughs> be, be legal, folks. Be legal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We have to promote legalities here, right? Yeah, there's yeah. literally, like, we can see red and blue lights from where we're standing. So, <laughs> Well, it's completely illegal in this city, so. That's fair. Um, but, yeah, I mean. State. In the state, yes. Well, I, I, there's. Omaha is the state, let's be real. <laughs> and I grew up in Lincoln, Nebraska. Omaha is the state. Uh, 40% of the population are in two counties. That's that's the state. Um, let's, uh, I, I guess part of me, too, is like we're finally getting some, not that Greenville is a bad travel, but we're getting some drivable, besides Madison. You know, you can go to Colorado. I think they're looking at it that way. Well, let Let's talk about it this way. Our two most drivable games, or two most drivable teams, we play Madison for our season opener, mm-hmm. April 9th. Um, that is a Saturday game. Oh, finally! Yep. Holy we, shit. We, not a Sunday, not a... Uh, not a Tuesday or a Wednesday. Well, we do, a get, Friday. we do get a Tuesday game against Madison at Madison. I will not be there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that that's fine. They'll just put you behind a smokestack anyway. Well, right now I kind of wish I was standing behind a smokestack because I don't think we've mentioned yet, we're recording outside on December 30th in Omaha, Nebraska. Oh, my God. Um, as somebody who's, like, from this area? I'm not. Uh, where are you from? Phoenix, Arizona. Riley, it's only 28 degrees out. Calm down. Your jacket's not even buttoned. It's not even a jacket, yeah, it's, it's a flannel. He didn't even wear a jacket. Right. What are you, a lumberjack? Every time I open my mouth on this podcast... I'm going into full dad mode right now. Where's your coat, young man? It's in my car. I'm the oldest person here. Where's your coat? <laughs> it's in my car and my in my ball bag. Um, yeah, I, I just... I, I like the fact that we're going to have two potential drivable road trips. Well, you want, want to hear the fun fact about our NOCO? Yeah, let's do it. It's on a Wednesday. I won't be there. <laughs> dear USL League One, we hate you. No, dear if, two baseball-owned teams. Very true. Very uh, true. I mean, if you've listened to this podcast, you know we love our ownership, but we would really love Soccer Specific Stadium. It's a little bit after Christmas, but Santa, please bring us to Soccer Specific Stadium. I mean, Santa, you can bring it next Christmas. Yep. I'm cool with that announcement. Or Hanukkah Harry. Like, I mean, 
Who, what, whatever you're celebrating. I, I don't know if Kwanzaa has the equivalent. The Christmas armadillo. He can come too. Yep. Like just, just bring us a soccer specific stadium. I hope my friends. Or fans just Gary Green at any time. <laughs> G squared. Well, I mean, we have a solid local ownership group. That's um, true. Yeah. That has investment in not only Dan Houghton. We want a stadium. Builder Trend sounds like a great company to help build a stadium. Sounds like a great name for a stadium. Yeah, Builder Trend Stadium. Love it. Um, do we want to start or talk about any rumors? I kind of want to talk about stuff that might be out there, but yeah, I don't know if we want to start anything either. I mean, any rumors we've heard? What do you got? I, I, I've been avoiding things because I get my hopes up too much and then I get let down. As I learned, oh wait, you haven't seen Spider-Man yet. I'm not going to quote the movie. Never mind. Yeah. Well, I'm hearing uh, Greg Hurst is going back to Chattanooga. That's not true. <laughs> We're starting rumors, Riley. <laughs> and he listens to the podcast. Also, if you do that, Greg, you're dead to us. I'm, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I haven't, I, like, no. I, there's, there's no word. No, there's no way. Not, <laughs> no. No, there's no way that happens. Uh, but you would be dead to us. Unless he's going to Chattanooga FC, but that'd be a very <laughs> oh. big drop down for him. Well, I, I mean, Greg Hurst uh, going to Chattanooga Red Wolves and uh, getting Golden Boot. If you say it another time, it's like Beetlejuice. So don't say it another time. <laughs> but we're gonna get messages from Greg like, "What are you guys doing?" I, I'm expecting him to show up at my house and just like chew me out. But, Do it, Greg. <laughs> who who else could we it. start? Um, I don't even know. No, I. I think um, something that's fairly easy to to say out there is um, Rashid on his Instagram is in Connecticut. Yep, doing some goalkeeper training, and somebody who is also at that training is Sam Howard, former yeah. goalkeeper for Union Omaha. Do we think there's anything there? Do we think that they're training together because there might be a, or a possibility of them both coming back? So oh, I don't think we're keeping three goalkeepers on the roster. Though. I, I think we would because the only issue we've had, yeah, with, we've never had three. We've we both seasons we've only had two. We've had guys that were willing to step in if needed, but when she'd had his red card, we uh, when she had his red card, we did not um, take anybody down. Like we didn't even make an emergency signing. Um, oh, okay. So, so I, I, Sam's from the East Coast. He's from Maryland. She spent a lot of his time there. I I'm not sure. I'm not sure that there is much more there outside of the fact that maybe it's a training facility that got that keepers or people on the east coast go to regularly i don't know you know i don't know how agent situations work here so i don't know how much of that plays into it how many agents are there for goalkeepers and how many of them cross over that it's like hey guys go here um but it's not overly surprising that two guys have spent part of their or most of their life or most of their adult life in the east coast are both on the east coast in the same area practicing together would I love to see Sam come back to Omaha? Absolutely. Yay, Sam. Sam's a, Sam's a fantastic person. Well, the, the thing worth looking at is they're both 
goalkeepers with championship experience. Uh, Rashid with Red Bulls 2, which is still in the championship for another year. Good job holding off on the MLS Next uh, fiasco that it will be. I'd love to see five fans in the stand. It's Oh, my God. Kids playing kids. That's, that's all I got to say. Well, don't forget the uh, Rochester Football Club. Yeah, thanks, Jamie Vardy. <laughs> but but maybe it'll be a Jamie Vardy party. I mean, Sam has played uh, Fresno FC. He uh, played OKC. I, I think, I'm not sure he was a starter at either. No. Uh, don't follow either closely, but... The, the starter at OKC was a friend of his, from what I was told, and I think that gave him an in for a club to go to when he wasn't re-signed. Um, also, ironically, a friend of his from Fresno. So okay. there's two former Fresno keepers stand, sitting out there right now without jobs, essentially, since their team's on hiatus. So, But, I mean, Sam has shown that he likes the Midwest. Yeah, uh, at least for playing. So maybe we see him back. I would love to see Sam back. It'd be great. I mean, I I'd have a beer with him. Yeah, I have several beers with Sam. Um, do we want to jump to some Twitter questions? We've been going about almost forty minutes here. Yeah, let, let's do that. All right. So in um, the cold, forty minutes in the cold. I mean, only one person is complaining about the cold. Yeah. Yeah, you can't hear my leg bouncing up and down, but uh, yeah, it's. It's fine. That's the only part of me that doesn't have multiple layers. So. <laughs> um, so one of the questions we had, favorite moment of the season that is not associated with the week of the championship? I, I'd have to go back to the preseason. Okay. And the start of the Greg Hurst on fire chant. Okay, yeah. yeah. I think that's great. Because that just turned into... Everybody was buckled down again for, what was that, second wave of the pandemic? Yep. It was cold. (laughs) And just the videos going around and seeing this guy who'd never set foot in Omaha. That's good. It's just a helicopter. Getting to hear how excited all of the fans were. And how excited they were for him to be here. Yeah. And then when he finally showed up, uh, hearing that Ilal was singing that to him in the uh, in the locker room, like I, I'm thrilled that that Greg spent a season here. Yeah, um, absolutely. Don't don't expect him to to spend another season here. Maybe a couple games against us, uh, playing for Chattanooga Red Wolves. Oh my but, gosh! <laughs> Beetlejuice! 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 <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, wow. Damn it. I think, okay, I, I've got an answer for this one, but I, I feel like I've got two. Um, so the first one that comes to mind is the first game of the season at uh, Rathskeller, and we had the giant TV, and everyone was back together again, and it was just so much fun. That night was so much fun. That, and I just have really good memories of uh, Pride Night. Like, everything about that game was awesome. The tailgate was so much fun. Except the scarves sold out before halftime. <laughs> Uh, those scarves almost sold out before that match started. I was lucky enough to get one, but then I gave it away, I think, at a later later date. I'm, not unfortunately. I, I give away a lot of scarves. I've, I think I've given away, like, close to ten scarves. Um, I'm pretty sure the Greenville match, uh, 
those pride scarves are traded more than any other scarf. Uh, Union Omaha, if you're listening, oh. order more merch. Our, my, uh, I just remember my pride scarf is in Russia. <laughs> oh, it's awesome! Yeah. That's fantastic. That's <laughs> that's awesome scarf? that you traded it to your Russian counterparts. Oh, I didn't get anything in return. I just gave. Oh it. no, it's great you gave it to the <laughs> Russians that run your business. They're, I mean, oh my god, <laughs> we we are not sponsored by Russians. Riley might be a Russian spy, but oh, it's like the Americans. Great show. Oh, um, FBI, if you're listening. Riley is the Russian spot. Riley Martin, Omaha, Nebraska. <laughs> um, My address is 10818 Taylor Street. Oh, it's a good thing that Riley edits this pod. Oh, um, no, that's my old address. <laughs> don't go to that address. It um, smells like dog shit. <laughs> it don't, it, I mean, probably not anymore, but I, it did. I also have two. Uh, one of mine is a great curse moment as well, but I never, you know, you have a team, you dream of seeing a guy score a hat trick on the home field. Never think it's going to happen. So seeing that live was awesome. But actually, someone my f- lost a hat to that. Someone, yeah, I did. Yeah, uh, I actually, Kinsey sent me a photo of Greg just wearing that hat out and about. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the other, the other moment for me was when we uh, against North Carolina FC all started chanting "We want Yoscar" at about the 65th minute, and we chanted it for a couple minutes straight until he came up to the uh, the AR. It put his name in to come in, and the, when he came on the field, the berm went absolutely nuts. For him to get his debut, was just, it was just cool. Well, th- this was not a planned one, and unfortunately, it was a necessity-driven debut. But... Yeah, Ponce, Ponce getting his... Jaime coming yeah. on as a starter in Chattanooga was amazing seeing a kid uh nebraska kid coming on against at that time the other top ranked team in the league and playing for i think it i think it was 65 70 minutes yeah it was close to that yeah uh put in a shift yeah without allowing a single goal and a goal wasn't scored on us until he came off. That's true. Like, that that was amazing to see how a 17, 18-year-old for his pro debut in a hostile environment yep. handled himself. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I, if you didn't listen to our last podcast, I think Greg, Dalton, and Connor all, all had really great things to say about Jaime. I mean... Between when he signed, the lack of, of training time with everybody, to step into that into that situation, all those guys were super impressed with Jaime. Um, all right, so this one's from Chris Headley, president of UA Local 119. Um, formerly Union Army. Yes, formerly the Army. Things you wish you would have seen from a supporter standpoint, what was the biggest missed opportunity from a supporter I standpoint? I would have really liked some polls in uh, Section 119, some uh, flag polls in 119. I, I would love, I would love, I know they're a small group. I would love to see that group even do a small TIFO, do a, a banner or something, something cool just to hang out. I mean, yeah, I mean, they're right over the dugout. Like, they yeah. could hang, hang something over the dugout, maybe? Uh, that 
baseball. It, 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 it might be something they can do temporarily, like like Parliament does. Yeah. Um, you know, those guys, they, they really started, especially as they got more comfortable as the season went on, um, people were getting vaccinated, stuff like that. They really started bringing it. They got drums on their own, um, you know. They, they fixed they did some up. cool pre-match stuff. Yeah. They, they would go over and drum as the players came out, like. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I, I think that they did, but I would love to see them do stuff like that. Um, I'd love to see, because of that section, they started having more people as the season wore on sitting there. I would love to see them grow. And it's not a lack of them trying. It's just a lack of people sitting in their section. And that recruitment part, that's what's been so huge for Parliament. Parliament has the membership because we've done recruitment. And the drums and that stuff that, that UA brought in, is going to help draw people there just like it did to the berm. Um, some people may know, but I am president of Omaha Parliament. Two years running. Oh, my God, there's two presidents on this. It, for, well, one former. Hey. <laughs> Emeritus, thank you. No, that was last year. Damn it. <laughs> um, I would love to see better outreach to communities by supporters groups. Yeah. Um, I'd love to see some Spanish language communications by either or any of the supporters groups. Uh, we have Omaha Social Club out there now. Um, Berm City Rockers, Lincoln Ultras, uh, Fremont Hootligans. I, I'd love to see some outreach in a language other than English. Mm -hmm. um, I know that's something that Who Gives a Hoot has tried in the past. Unfortunately, uh, my Spanish is very uh, heavily accented in French. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that is awesome. But it, it's something that the club has been lacking in significantly, and I would love to see supporters take the lead on that. Yeah, I, I do I do love the fact that we're getting a lot of smaller groups. Some of them are splinter groups, you know, kind of feeding off of like parliament stuff like that. But I do love that we're getting we're getting more people that are willing to just start a group of people. They're they're realizing all a supporters group is is a bunch of people that like to go watch soccer together. And it doesn't have to be an overwhelming thing. It doesn't have to be what parliament has become. And I think parliament has given a, a decent blueprint for other groups of if you connect with somebody like Football for the World or you connect with, with a local organization that gives back to those communities, you have that in, and then you get that buy-in from those groups. And I think we, we drew a lot of people that understood that and they wanted that. And that's always been a driving force of Parliament. Yeah. Um, all right, Any, anything else on that? I do not have anything to add. Cool. All right. Um, all right. This one came from the Omaha Parliament Twitter handle. Um, who gave the biggest hoot this year? Greg Hurst. <laughs> um, Even though he's never coming back on the pod after what Ira Jersey. Ira Jersey. He did. He did give a big hoot when we when we went with him. Um, the best part about doing that with Ira was the way we did it. He was able to turn his video on, so he was showing us <laughs> stuff in his office. He's like, hey, look, I got this scarf. Look at this. We're like, oh, that's cool. Um, I know uh, one member of Parliament, big listener, she likes her own shout-out, CJ. Um, she said we have a fan in, is it Cincinnati? 
I, I think it's Cincinnati. I, Sorry for the loud truck. There's a fan in Cincinnati. Cincy. <laughs> uh, right. Is that a soccer town? Uh, do they have a team? Do, do they? I'm, I don't know. I mean, uh, oh, the U.S. Women's National Team has played there. Oh, yeah. that's true. Yeah. 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 The men's team played there too. Yeah. Oh, did they? <laughs> yeah. Uh, did anyone know that they were playing there? Well, I hope so because they played Mexico. Oh. Wasn't that in Cincinnati? Yeah. It wasn't Columbus this time because they have the new stadium. Cincinnati yeah. F something. Yeah. But oh, I, no, I mean, that's Washington Football Club. They're oh. A, they're they're an NFL team. That Washington uh, football I think Cincinnati's but, colors is like no, green no. and yellow or something. Uh, <laughs> Matt Adamchek seems to uh, seems to be the one person in Cincinnati who actually gives a hoot. Oh, um, also, you know, listens to the pod in Cincinnati, Ohio, of all places. So thank you, Matt. I mean, I, I think your river lights on fire every once in a while. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> no, uh, uh, appreciate you. Appreciate you listening. We just make fun of our listeners. That's okay. That's <laughs> hey. all right. No, we're making fun of his of his town. Yeah, that's, that's different. <laughs> Matt, we appreciate that you listen. We appreciate that you're a UO fan. That's and we're amazing. just sorry that you live in Cincinnati. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, if you happen to have more free time this season, make it out to a game. Oh yeah. Uh, I think there are a few people who'd uh, who'd love to give you a scarf out here. Uh, and, and, and probably, a beer if you're I was to say, probably get you a few beers and probably buy you a beer or two. May, maybe a beer. Yeah. Uh, uh, Riley speaking, he, he's got the disposable income right now. He's the only unmarried one here. Eligible bachelor, by the way. Eligible? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's like, oh, damn, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All I want for Christmas. Um, oh, all right, so, so speaking of CJ, um, she had a couple questions for us. Oh, God. First one was, was there a person we tried to get on the pod but couldn't? Barack Obama. Oh, God, that would have been amazing. Oh, I, I wouldn't have been able to speak during that one. I, I think I probably would have taken the podcast a little more seriously. <laughs> no, uh, we'd have to talk about a lot of basketball with Barack. But no, no. Um, I, the, Baron. The, Von Zemo? Baron Trump. Oh. Uh, for, <laughs> former soccer player. Damn. Uh, I don't know if I would have attended that podcast. Here's, here's, here's my here's my shout out and shameless shilling to the club because I like that they work with us so well. But the nice part is our our connections with the club. Um, one, if we ask some, if we ask if somebody wants to be on, if they can't be, they're very honest with us and we're very like, okay, that's cool, and we move on. Look, look. Um, we, we we try not to be uh, too pushy about it, but. It's very rare that the club, especially that we can do this virtually, it's very rare that the club says no unless somebody can't or doesn't want to be on. So it, I don't think we've ever had a, a situation where we asked somebody or really wanted somebody and it was a flat out like, no, I don't want to be on the pod. Usually it's a, I already have plans because we're really good at scheduling these in advance. Yeah. It, That's it, why we did not go to three different locations to record tonight. It, if not for tonight or not for the final sorry um i would have said jake edwards that there yeah that's a good one jake edwards is president of usl i had not expected him to come on but if you go to our instagram um we we did a live instagram pod with uh jake edwards it's and if you don't like me i'm i'm just holding the camera i don't talk Yes, you uh, do. Yeah, you do. Oh. Liar! <laughs> uh, but, but I, I, think, I will I think, say... I think we can flip this question, though. 
Who was, who was each of our favorite guests this year? I do, I do have one person that I invited on that couldn't, uh, Elliot Barr. Yeah. I yeah. would like to do a cross pod with, with Elliot. Just um, No, I mean, honestly, the whole Walkin' 90 crew. Yeah. Um, yeah. Great great podcast out there, Walkin' 90. Um, they're available anchor and most of your podcatching. Uh, they post them on YouTube as well because they yeah. do theirs as a video stream. So Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't want to see your ugly faces. Um, so I was I, on I was on that podcast and then I wasn't invited back, so maybe my ugly mugs scared people away. Yeah, I think that that's probably true. Uh, they did have a different Ryan on, so they couldn't have two Ryans on at the same time before the Greenville Union Omaha final. Yeah, they they reached out to Omaha and didn't get anyone. I would have happily gone. All <laughs> 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 uh, right, okay, so Riley, flipping it around, who was somebody we enjoyed having on? Yeah, I'll go first. Monica, Monica, by far is been my favorite person we've interviewed to work with her she's awesome i really i i i I think football for the world is super freaking cool and yeah uh we we definitely do need to have monica on again yeah she's fantastic um especially with the announcement with the with uslw and the super league monica is very in tune with with the women's and girls game um in fact so monica coaches at omaha marion and a Marion uh, girl that's she, she's going to be graduating this uh, spring and going to Denver, Denver University for college on a scholarship. She just got invited to a youth development camp for the U.S. National uh, Development Camp. So that's huge. I mean, you know, somebody Monica's the coach. But yeah, I mean, I think Monica's fantastic. Um, I, I love anytime we have players on. Yeah. Uh, you can tell that they really, even if they don't listen, they know that we're here. And they appreciate the fact that we have fans like us and fans that listen to us that care that much about this team. Um, Greg only comes on, I think, because he wants to start his own podcast and he's trying to steal tips from us. Well, Greg, hit me up. I'll produce your podcast. It won't be out on time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh! Uh, I gotta say, Gary. Yeah? Uh, Gary, friend of the pod, owner of the team... Just friend, friend, friend. Of, uh, yeah. ours. <laughs> like, yeah, Gary is an amazing person. Uh, he has consistently come on this pod, given very positive answers, but put in some awkward spots that we we love to put him in. And he's really good at deflecting. Yeah, great, great <laughs> deflecting. But it's he, like he owns his own company or something <laughs> in New York. But uh, Gary. As the owner of a of a team of multiple baseball teams of this wonderful soccer club that we all love, um, him taking the time out of his day to, to come on talk with us has always been a treat, yeah. and I love seeing it. Um, the the thing I super appreciate about Gary coming on too is he doesn't just come on to to promote whatever the team's doing. He comes on to be a part of it. He's learning about soccer. He's becoming a fan of the sport. He's starting to understand the sport. And that's huge for a baseball guy. Um, all right, last question from CJ. What New Year's resolution do you want Union Omaha to have? And then part B of that question is USL. Uh, Union Omaha, two stars. Two stars. Yeah, uh, yeah. We're not a lone star state. I think, I think uh, going with the theme of twos here, no Unlike likes, a certain club that doesn't play in our league anymore. No one likes Tech's ass. Um, I hate that state so much. 
Uh, I think Shiner is a de decent beer. Okay, fine. There's one good thing about Texas. Um, I, I yes, I want Tito's. Yeah, Tito's vodka. Yeah, two things. Uh, <laughs> Shiner, Shiner's like a little bit down there. What about Matthew McConaughey? No, no. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Um, I, I think yeah, two stars would be great winning another championship. I would. I think that we need a New Year's resolution from the club of announcing a stadium. I would love to see. Uh, I I know, I know that it's been talked about. I know it's been rumored. I know that tweet came out about a rumor about us look the club looking at a certain location. I I really 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 think it would be great to announce it. Uh, you know, Jake Jake Edwards told us in a group of people. So I don't think that this is a uh, an uncommon thing for Jake to say, but. They know that baseball stadiums have about a two to three year shelf life when it comes to hosting a soccer team. We are going into season three of being hosted in a baseball stadium. Warner Park has been great to us. Storm Chasers have worked with us as best they can. Those who don't know, baseball schedules get released almost a year in advance. Two. Two years in advance. I mean, in, so, in, in non-COVID times, two years yeah. in advance. So the it's really hard to schedule around those baseball schedules and they do the best we do the best we can but we are going into that third season where we're on borrowed time announcing the stadium would be great plus if for some reason because i uh, ultimately am sometimes a pessimist about these things if for some reason we don't win a second star this year having something like a stadium to buoy what's going on adds that excitement level around also having a great season so that that would be mine uh usl oh yeah sorry oh uh, you don't have any do I, you even do your own news resolutions no no i think honestly i think new year's resolutions are really dumb and you should just uh, did you hear that cj riley thinks you're dumb <laughs> that's not what i said <laughs> no i just i just think that you should always be working on yourself that's it that's oh, all. okay okay that, there you go <laughs> union omaha keep oh, working keep on yourself working. Love Riley Martin. Riley actually just really wants more signings instead of five people. I mean, yeah, there, uh, we could get more signings. We could get a stadium announcement. I, we could get... I will say, if, if people are new to following this team, this is not abnormal for our club. No. Like, it, it's not abnormal for us to be going into early February and still be announcing signings. So don't panic that there's only five guys signed to this roster right now. And don't get excited. Fantastic five guys. Don't, yes, don't, fantastic, yeah. Don't it's get excited a great burger if you see place an owl too. clock on Twitter. Not the best burger place, but it's a good oh, yeah. burger place. Also, the owl clocks have now become a way for the team to troll us on Twitter. So it does not mean a signing is imminent every time. Um, how about USL? USL New Year's resolutions. Get more teams in League One. Get more teams in League One so that League One can flourish after we leave and go up. Pay your players. Pay well, your players. Some teams. No, I mean, pay your players a living wage. Oh, okay. Because like, there are some teams that just legitimately uh, weren't paying players. Not in C our league. But. CBA for League One. Yeah, I, I think that's not necessarily all, all in the league. But, yes, I, I think the championship getting theirs was good. Well, th this wasn't to... That's for true. the league. This is for... It does say, like, yeah. It's not for, for the corporate structure, okay. but it's... That's fair. I, I would love to see a CBA yeah. that allows players to feel comfortable continuing their careers or starting their careers here in, in USL League One yeah. versus... Yeah. I, I hope that the championship level getting that 
has given the 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 blueprint, the the paperwork to be able to go forward in in our league as well. So uh, that's all of the Twitter questions we received. So thank all five of you for sending questions. Woo! It's five more than I was expecting when I put that out there. Woo! Well, uh, I guess we probably only have one question, unless there's something else. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Is there anything else we need to? Hope. U.S. Open Cup. Oh, that's right. That, yes. was, that was my New Year's resolution <laughs> to attend a U.S. Open Cup game. Yeah, so that is uh, <laughs> where our season starts. We do start, is it a week or two weeks later than everybody else? We start a week later than everyone else. But U.S. Open Cup opens. Uh, it's the 5th through the 7th are the possible dates. We find that out January 28th. And from what I may or may not be privileged to say, but I'm saying it anyway, <laughs> we'll be playing. I, um, I have a hard time believing we don't get an invite. It, it would be unlikely for us to play a home game the first match. That would mean the team lower than us, which no. would be our draw, would have to forfeit home rights. Oh, yeah. Um, so I imagine us playing our first game professional or like com- competitive game of 2022 on the road, on the road. Now, the nice part about what the U S open cup tries to do in those early rounds is have them be regional matchups. So it, if it is on the road, it could be a drivable game. It could be as close as Des Moines. Yeah. It could be Des Moines. Ooh. It could be Minneapolis. I mean, there's, there's places that are close uh, enough. USL two national champions, Des Moines Menace would be a fantastic one. How great would that be? Two championship level or two championship winning teams. Battle play. of the stars. Yeah. Do we get another star for win that? Uh, I mean, I'd steal theirs. We are supposed to steal Greenville's. So, uh, sorry, that was an asterisk. <laughs> um, Ayo. <sighs> All right. Uh, outside of the open cup, I sold my ticket from uh, our game that never got played. So, well. Something. I have a ticket from the championship that we won. <laughs> so, something I would like to like to make sure that everyone listening to this is aware. Per the team's announcement of the five player signings, they are in talks with all of the un, or with a number of uh, free agents from our previous roster to potentially resign, um, negotiate. You may see some more players back from the 2021 championship winning roster. You may not. Yeah. But until you see a player signing or um, submitting their retirement from soccer, uh, congratulations, Austin Poncho. Yeah. Uh, AP Airlines. That's, that's a deep cut. <laughs> but don't don't rule it out. You you really could see a lot of these guys back. You could see only those five back. But Jay Mims has a vision and trust in Jay. I yeah. I, I think if the last two seasons have told us anything, is we have to. He built a roster from scratch and then brought a handful of new guys in that had never played with these other guys and and gelled a championship winning team together. If five guys come back and the rest are all new guys, Jay's going to find a way. Just remember, bag of fries. Bag of fries. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Riley, we have one last question. I think we do, and I think that that question is, 
who gives a hoot? We do! Thanks for everyone listening for 2021. We expect to bring you a lot of exciting coverage. Be sure to like, shoot, subscribe, do like, all subscribe. Uh, check out WGHmedia.com. And from all of us at WGH Media Empire, uh, <laughs> Ben loves to call it that. Happy, Happy New Year. Happy, Happy New, New Year! Year!